Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeves Show. The Lynx keep winning. Uh, we have another award to talk about. And, of course, we have fairly dramatic injury news, as always, because that's the way the, the sports world works. We did want to remind you we will be hosting the Cheryl Reeves Show live September 14th, 6 p.m. at the Downtown Pizza Luce. Really looking forward to that. We have an alliance with Pizza Luce. We'll be doing some other shows around the metro, but we really wanted to be downtown for the Lynx crowd to do our first Cheryl Reeve show live in quite a while. It's it's always the most rewarding live shows we did because of the uh, the quality and the size and the enthusiasm of the audience. We're l- really looking forward to seeing you all. Uh, so please come on out and say hello. We'd love to see you again. Uh, thanks to Cheryl for being willing to do those shows as well. You won't find many other uh, future Hall of Fame coaches, you know, putting themselves out there the way Cheryl does. Uh, let's get to uh, some quickly some news. Sylvia Fowles, the Western Conference Player of the Month. Uh, not the first time she's won it, but uh, pretty impressive, you know, statistically pretty impressive to do it at this stage of her career and with so much uh, responsibility riding on her shoulders. Yeah, I'm really excited for Syl. Um, I, I feel like she's had, uh, as you've noted many, many times on the show and also in, in your stories, and uh, she's gotten great coverage here locally, um, just just about the incredible season that that she's having. Um, and and so, you know, she's had, um, you know, some, some really historic uh, uh, performances and, and obviously in that, in that, you know, stretch that we're uh, – uh, for the August player of the month. Uh, she was really darn good with a historic performance in there of her 29, 20, and then three plus blocks, three plus steals. Um, so I, I'm glad to see that it was rewarded in the fashion that it should have been. And I have a question about Sylvia. I do want to remind everybody that uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, the people who have helped us grow our network and this show. Uh, Pizza Luce, of course. Uh, we have, sorry, Brandon, I lost my spot here. Oh, here we go. We want to thank All Energy Solar, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn Realtor, caraquinnrealtor.com, and Successful Marketing Group, as well as Beats and Luce. Thank you all. Best way to listen to this show or the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they were released. You can go to TalkNorth.com, check out the shows, the archives, and all the outdoor and variety shows, as well as our, our lengthy sports lineup. We have the best analysts in town. Uh, thank you again for listening. So, I've always felt that as dominant as Sylvia was as a rebounder and as productive as she was as a scorer, I always felt like in the past there were, you know, maybe once a game she would miss a shot that I expected her to make. It feels like, I can't back this up statistically, it feels like to me she's gotten even more efficient near the bucket, even more efficient with shot fakes and clearing space for herself. Am I imagining that or do you see that as well? No, I, I think that's fair. I think that's well said. And and I, I, you know, replaying in my mind some of some of her plays. And she had one last night mm-hmm. uh, against LA that, you know, she's got people hang on her. And uh, you know, it's kind of crazy in this stretch where uh, she got Player of the Month. Um, she shot, I think, sixty nine percent. You know, averaging nineteen points, whatever it was. Uh, this great stat line. Uh, but in that stretch of five games, she only got to the free throw line uh, to shoot seventeen free throws. Uh, she shot 94% from the foul line. Uh, but the the part that sticks out to me is that she only got to the free throw 17 for 17 uh, tries. And uh, I think about the physicality uh, that still has to endure and the hits and the, you know, it seems like all the rules go out the window when Sill's making a move. Um, and, she, you know, she had this reverse last night that, 
you know, just trying to escape, you know, the physicality. And uh, I think it was with her left hand. And, you know, by the way, she's got that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. You'd never know it, you know, based on, on last night. Um, but yeah, she, she's her footwork. And that's something really since the, uh, the 2016 uh, season where Syl is not, if you go back and watch us play in 2016, you're you're gonna think, what in the hell was Reeve thinking? How do you not make Syl <laughs> the center point of what you're doing? And and we lose in the finals uh, without having much of a interior presence with Syl. And you know, um, I know I remember at that finals, and I thought, okay, this can never happen again. And and it started then that we said, okay, we completely revamped our offense, and everything was about Syl. And she got MVP in 2017. But what we worked on with with Sill, because I thought, okay, if we're going to do this, you you brought that up. You you brought up the, the finishing at the rim. Uh, it wasn't always a sure thing, and um, you know we wanted to make sure that if we were going to put all our eggs in someone's basket, you know that the efficiency level uh, would be there. And so we spent a lot of time at that t- particular time. It was James Wade uh, that that had her. Um, I spent a lot of time with James, just kind of talking about what I want her to be able to do. I want her to be able to pivot. I want her to be able to kind of hold her ground, be able to make fakes, left hand, right hand. I want her to be able to drive from the high post, spin, avoid contact. Um, And so we just spent a lot of time on that. And the fun part about Syl is that she just loves all of that. Uh, She can't wait to you know, come in for a skill workout and, and, you know, we, now we're working on, you know, last two years we worked on her ability to shoot 15, 17 feet and look how good she is there. So whatever it is that we give her, she just loves it and embraces it. And, you know, she just improves all the time. Um, so that speaks to kind of what you're talking about that, you know, she's really taken it upon herself to, you know, make sure you keep it high when you're supposed to keep it high. Otherwise Kent Youngblood's going to ask her why she doesn't keep it high. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can't have uh, that. And we can't have that. So, uh, but no, still has been, you know, she's been spectacular and, and uh, obviously really important to the team. And obviously she missed a game with the shoulder. Uh, how, how problematic is it at this point? Um, it, it's pretty darn sore. You know, it's in the capsule, the shoulder capsule, uh, a little bit of muscle strain, uh, probably a bone bruise in there. Um, and, and so sore in certain positions, some, some positions fine. Uh, but, you know, but the shoulder, especially for someone like, like Syl, that you know, literally everything that you do um, is, you know, you're accepting contact in some form, either delivering it or accepting it. And uh, that's what I was most worried about was putting her back on the court, knowing there's no way to escape that. And, and you know, just worrying, you know, I had to get assurances that it wasn't going to make it worse. Yeah. Could it, you know, take a hit? Could you be a little more sore the next day? Yeah. Um, but that nothing you know, would, would, would be, you know, long-term problematic for her. So, uh, still wanted to play on Tuesday, the game that she missed. And, and we just, and she knew it was the right thing for her not to play and just buy a little bit more time for recovery and, and then, you know, play in that LA game. So, uh, so she's going to be dealing with this throughout the you know remainder of the season and, and, you know, we'll see what happens postseason whether she'll need to have anything, anything done to it. I have Rebecca Brunson, one of your assistant coaches, one of your great players on as a, a guest on the, my Blocked and Muted show last week. And she really talked, you know, about Syl. And I, I basically asked Brunson, I said, listen, tell me something about Syl I might not know. And she really, <laughs> she took that in an interesting direction. She basically talked about how Syl is so popular with her teammates 
because mm-hmm. she cares so much about them. She goes out of her way to show how much she cares. And it's an interesting, that's an interesting angle on somebody who has to play with a certain amount of brute force, but is so lovable off the court. Yeah. So the way Syl plays is not who she is as a person. Uh, Syl is, uh, I can't think of in my 20 plus years in the, in the W and then certainly, you know, 10 years of college coaching, uh, a more generous player. Uh, generous with her time, generous with her feelings, generous with, I mean, I'm talking people that she'll just meet for the first time. Uh, I'm talking about her in this community, um, you know, meeting people, connecting with them, sending them things, being thoughtful. There, there's just nobody more generous and thoughtful than, than Sylvia Fowles. And that's why her teammates absolutely adore her. Um, that's why when, when she, you know, gets these amazing accomplishments, you, you know, they, they take to Twitter and share, look at some of the stuff that people Twitter share, like, like on Twitter, Renaya Davis, you know, a young player that, you know, is just in awe. Uh, but then in all of, of, you know, her on court, uh, but, but I think just really kind of like going, wow, this is a player I've idolized forever. And I didn't know she was such an awesome person. Um, and so it just really strikes you. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's why I say it's always, it's going to be hard, you know, I mean, yeah, cause we're, we're closer to the end than we are, you know, the beginning and players like that, you know, you want to freeze them, you know, you want to go Ted Williams on them and freeze them. And, and, you know, you know, he wanted to be frozen. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I, I, I but, remember that story. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it worked out uh, well for him. It, it didn't, it didn't, but I want to freeze still and I want it to last forever. <laughs> we need that technology. We do. We need to burn some people and freeze others. <laughs> well, I didn't say all that, but <laughs> I said that. I said that. That was me. It wasn't Cheryl. Cheryl's much nicer than I am. Uh, you you are on a winning streak here. You're, the interesting thing is you are on a four game winning streak. You've won without injured players. Uh, you want you've won with a lot of defense, and you seem to be on a roll. And you look at the top five teams in the WNBA. It's like everybody's on a roll. About the only team that isn't of the top five that isn't red hot is Seattle. We know how good they are. They just have had a couple of stumbles here lately. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting to see a five-way sprint for the finish. Yeah, it makes it exciting for sure. Um, and and for those of us that have aspirations to uh, not just to be in the playoffs, but, you know, to, to, to make a, you know, a, a run for the championship, playing well right now is really important to all of us. And that's what you're seeing. So I think this is a setup for some incredible playoff basketball. Um, so hopefully all of the, all the teams, you know, that, um, you know, are going to be, you want them to be healthy. You know, it, it's going to be such a, I think a, a great spectacle for the WNBA. I, I wish our playoff format would change so that we could see more of it at this time of year in series, um, with, with these teams. Cause I think this has all the makings of, you know, it's, a, it's an incredible playoff basketball. Yeah. And I agree with you. And that's the great thing about like the NBA playoffs is, you see teams going back and forth at each other. And you know that, you know, I mean, I, I was watch, re-watching some of the NBA Finals uh, recently, and Milwaukee was this close from losing a home game and going down three games to one. And hardly anybody ever comes back from that in the NBA Finals. And they pull out game four, and then they win this. It's like there are these great dramatic shifts, and you don't get that in a one-game playoff, and you don't get the – you know, I mean, I mean, we've seen some real chippiness between your team and Los Angeles because of the historic, you know, rivalry. I mean, that that's what's great about this is you see teams just having to 
figure each other out and do battle with people who you know really well. And I, I really wish we'd see that in the WNBA more. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important to you know to the growth of the game because it creates those uh, those moments where fans are are tuned in and they get emotionally invested in what's happening. And like you said, the ups and downs of a series, uh, there's nothing like it in sports. Nothing. Um, I remember calling actually the the Milwaukee. Uh, asked my staff. I called that. Um, you know, I didn't call uh, winning all four, but I I had them. Uh, w- winning for sure their two home games, um, and, and the series was going to go back to uh, back to Phoenix. Um, and they're no way, no way. And uh, because you, it, the the a loss in a game in the playoffs, uh, the low uh, of a loss is the depths of it is pretty deep. Um, the high is never as high uh, as the low is low, um, but it brings out it brings out the best in you. And, and so that's the fun of a series. And, you know, I'll take at this point even a three-game series um, rather than the single elimination stuff. I, I, I do like, you know, the NBA's going to that, you know, the play-ins. Um, I like that concept. But can you imagine the, the top four teams of the NBA that two of the teams that finish three and four have to play a single elimination before they get to a series? Yeah. That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's that's bad crazy. business. It's, 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 it's not bad the way business. Or, yeah. It's not. And, and, uh, you know, I can, you know, I can get on board with, you know, if you think that, you know, five through eight, you know, play a single that, that first round. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. to appease ESPN and what they think is, is good for our game. Um, you know, there's a lot more to it. You know, there's a business side of it too, business element, um, in terms of being able to sell playoffs, uh, unlike in the NBA, like when the wolves make the playoffs, uh, the sales staff will sit by the phones and answer calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas is in our league, um, the work that it takes, uh, we, it has to, there's a lot more outbound calls that have to have to happen, um, because of the nature of, of how women's sports are treated. Um, and so that's part of the problem. So these, it's like this perpetual, you know, cycle of things that hold it back. Um, but in this case, you know, the, the depth of our league, we, we talk about all the time, the depth of the talent, how many good teams we have. Um, and I'm talking beyond the, the top four. Um, there are there are really good teams. Um, you know, there's some some sub 500 teams that are going to make playoffs, um, you know, for injury reasons, etc. Um, but there's oftentimes on those teams younger players, and you know, for example, on Enrique Agumbawale, um, that you want to see for more than the game. Fans want to see those players, and so it's a chance to, you know, for those teams to to build as as their youth you know, becomes a little bit older and gets a little more playoff tested. And so now those stories have taken hold and they build and you build allegiances and, and we just don't get that opportunity. So it's like this constant, you know, like running into a barrier. Um, and I, I just, and that, and that's self-imposed, you know, that's, that's a, you know, that's at a league level. Um, and so, you know, I'm really hopeful that we get the opportunity to, um, you know, undo what we did five years ago that none of us were in support of. No, no nobody wanted, other than uh, ESPN and, and, you know, some folks at the league office that didn't have a vision for, uh, you know, how to sell playoffs in our league. So anyway, um, but I, I think the, the league is really strong. Uh, the depth of talent is really strong. And playoff basketball uh, is, is going to be incredible. Oh, it's going to be. All right, listen, I have a lot more to ask Cheryl about. We do want to thank some of our sponsors, including All Energy Solar. Summer goes by faster than you expect, and before you know it, 
construction and solar installation season is over. Get on the calendar with All Energy Solar and get your energy efficient system installed to take advantage of the 2021 solar incentives. Going with All Energy Solar means no more renting your power from the utility company. You'll be in control of your energy costs and will save lots of money. So stop renting your power and go green with All Energy Solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. We would also like to thank longtime sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And I've been telling you about Cara Quinn. We are working with her as our realtors. We try to, uh, as we prepare to sell our house and move closer to the cities, uh, we're really looking forward to that. And Cara is perfect for that. She has found us a lot we would not have found without her. Uh, she has found us a builder we would not have found without her. We're really excited. You know, we're basically city people who have been working way out in the the boonies for a while and we're ready to move closer to the cities and we found just a place that we're really surprised we could find. Cara did that. Uh, she's been holding our hands basically through the entire process as we deal with other people we really don't know very well. Uh, so if you need to sell, if you need to buy, if you need advice, if you want somebody who can tell you about the cool things going around the Twin Cities, all you have to do is go to caraquinrealtor.com. That's C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. R-E-A-L-T-O-R.com, CaraQuinnRealtor.com. And we want to thank another friend of the program, Gloria Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com for small and medium-sized businesses that want a personal touch. Uh, so how is Clarendon doing? Uh, Clarendon's working uh, their butt off at, uh, with our medical staff to uh, try to resolve uh, the stress reaction. So uh, those things take time. Um, and so, you know, just a, a number of, uh, treatment options, um, you know, that they're putting themselves through and, and then we'll hopefully get a chance to check in, uh, to, to see their status, uh, early, uh, this coming week. Um, and, and we go from there, you know, if, they, if things work and, um, there, there's enough healing in there and, and, you know, we can, we can, you know, get back on the court. Great. Uh, if not, then, you know, we're looking at, you know, obviously a more extended period of time and same thing, just got to, you know, um, see when does it calm down. And, and so we're hopeful, um, but it's not going to be for a lack of trying because I, I know that Lay and Chuck and Brandy have, have worked really, really hard. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see you have to manage the point guard position after, you know, Clarendon really had settled things down for you. Uh, do you have a, like, are you following a set plan or are you just reacting to what you see every day on the court in terms of who you use and how you use them? Well, I, I think the early part of our season really helped us. Um, you know, the, the struggles in the early part of the season. Um, at this point, we've learned so much about our team, so much about our personnel in places that, that we, can, we can do better. Maybe things we did in the beginning of the season, we're going to try to avoid doing again. Uh, and so that's just managing personnel. Uh, and so, you know, that includes the point guard position. You know, when Leia is out there, we look a, a certain way. And then, you know, with Crystal and then Rachel, um, you know, there, there are different things we can do. 
And, and so just the knowledge that we gained from the early part of the season prior to Lay's arrival. Uh, and so most of that was learning what not to do. Uh, and so that's very, very helpful so that I don't repeat uh, those things and try to keep us in, you know, in, in overall better places uh, individually and then therefore as a team. So that's what we're focused on. It's been fun watching Powers play, and I'm, I'm sure she's not quite as polished as she is usually when she's in the middle of a, a healthy season, but it just seems like her intensity makes a difference all by itself. It does. It does. Uh, it's contagious. Uh, and, and AP is that way, whether it's practice, shoot around, doesn't matter. <laughs> she, she's that way all the time. Uh, and that's what I love. And, and uh, I just, I felt strongly that's something that our, that our team needed. We, we need that edginess. We need that personality. We need that player, you know, that's just going to, you know, be infectious. Um, and, you know, she's certainly been that for us. And like you said, she is still, you know, finding her way. This has been, you know, a difficult season for, for Ariel physically. Uh, and so, you know, now, you know, she's returning at a time when things are really heightened and um, she's still not in game shape. She won't be in game shape this year. It's not going to happen. Uh, so there's a lot of managing of the physical part. It's a lot of, you know, her recognizing, you know, when she's tired, how to, you know, how to get through those moments till I can get her out of the game. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of learning on the fly, but I told her that's what I want. I want in these games, um, by the time we get to, you know, the playoff, uh, you know, push, that she's in a much better shape, that we know what we're running for her, why we're running it, what her job is when she's out there. Um, so these are these, you know, being in these games this week uh, and relying on her and her having big moments. Uh, this is all healthy for us in terms of, you know, getting us to this place to, you know, to, to feel like AP can help us the most. Uh, so she, she's fun to be around for sure. I want to thank a couple of members of our, our Talk North staff. Brandon Morton's been our producer since the beginning, does a great job with all of our shows and has quite the workload as our our uh, our enterprise grows here. Also want to thank Karen Cleary, our sales executive. If you ever like, would like to sponsor the Cheryl Reeve Show or any of the shows on the network, you can reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Does making the playoffs at this point, I mean, you have quite a streak going. Does making the playoffs feel like an achievement or is it almost something you just assume is going to happen? Well, I think it would be uh, unfortunate if it were the latter. Um, and this is what I told our group that um, while we know it's not uh, the goal uh, and that for this franchise, it is an expectation. Um, you, you know, you, you have to make sure that you, you do celebrate those successes because you know, as I told Glenn uh, at one point in negotiation, <laughs> that uh, if it was so easy to do, then why didn't we do it before? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, and so I do think sometimes we can make it look easy, and then and meaning it, that it was always a foregone conclusion, uh, and that's something that we've built this expectation of winning, and I certainly embrace that and want that. Um, you know, but you have to make sure that you know, that you, you know, this journey is exclusive uh, of the others. Uh, the, the players in the locker room now are not the ones that were there uh, for those 11, you know, or 10, 10 other appearances uh, in the playoffs. And this is their special journey. And, and so, so we try to take that moment to say, look, don't let anybody tell you this shit's easy because uh, it's not. And, you know, I, I love the team that we've become. I love that they took a first big step in clinching a spot in the playoffs and, 
Um, even though it's not the goal, it's a, it's a very important step because you can't reach your goal without this step. And it hasn't been easy. You had uh, players showing up late from overseas. You've had significant injuries. You went into the season thinking you're going to have to uh, manage Sylvia's time, and she has missed time with injuries, even though she's been dominant when she's played. Uh, and if you really feel like the last couple of victories have been just as much about effort and defense as anything else. Yeah, no, it has been anything but easy, and, and that's true for every every journey we've ever been on. It's never been easy. Um, it's It's been um, – uh, maybe without without as much uh, difficulty uh, physically, uh, I've had much healthier you know seasons. Uh, that's part of why I think we've been able to have such a sustained run uh, with you know the, the Lindsey Whalen era. Um, you know that you go back and look, I and mean, we had we had our share of things, um, but by and large we were we were pretty healthy, which put us in position each year to contend for a championship. Uh, you look at Seattle. Seattle wins a championship in 2018, I believe. Um, if I don't know if I'm my years right, um, and and then the following year, she uh, Brianna Stewart has an Achilles uh, mm-hmm. and is out for the season. Well, that right away affects your ability, um, you know. And they still had a good season, but it wasn't a championship season. Um, and so for us, you know, we've been very very fortunate that way. And yeah, we've kind of not been as fortunate <laughs> uh, uh, of late, and are, are managing a lot. So yeah, it absolutely makes it makes it difficult it also makes it as i as i told the group you know the more difficult it is the more rewarding it is you know when you do reach your goals and so we try to we try to focus on you know embrace the difficulty uh because you can't you can't control the things that are happening embrace it and uh, win anyway you know that that's that's usually what we say just find a way to win anyway you know it's, it's somebody else's time to step up and and you know just you know, believe in the in the culture, believe in the staples to what we do. Like you said, our defense has carried us this week uh, as we try to navigate, you know, being without uh, Lasia, being without now Demiris and people having to change their roles within the offense. And so we're not as comfortable or in rhythm uh, that we'd like to be. That's your final thought from Cheryl. Thank, thanks for your time today, Cheryl. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, All Energy Solar, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, your local realtor and successful marketing group, successfulmarketinggroup.com. Reminder, September 14th, 6 p.m., the Cheryl Reeve Show live at Pizzeria Luce. Uh, we don't charge or anything. We just hope you come by and eat some pizza and have a drink or a, a pop, whatever you would like. We just appreciate your company. Come on out and say hello. Cheryl's great at these events. And for to wrap up today's show, why don't we get a final thought from Cheryl on whatever you like? Yeah, I think just building on what you said, I'm, I'm super excited uh, for, for the first live show. And I, I, you know, somebody probably has a date, you know, um, it feels like it was back in 2019 likely, but, um, I'm with you. I, I just enjoy having a chance to, you know, mingle with fans and, and, uh, people that are passionate, you know, in, in talking about what we like to talk about. And it feels so interactive and, um, super excited to get back to that. And, uh, we'll make sure it's a safe environment, uh, for those that come and, uh, we'll do all the right things, you know, as it pertains to, you know, keeping everybody there safe and uh, look forward to seeing everyone on the 14th. Great stuff from Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. We'll talk to you next week.